When I was in high school, I had the opportunity to go to Rome, and one of my favorite things to see in the city were the catacombs. And I was kind of younger then, and I enjoyed going down, like below the earth. It was very exciting and kind of a bit strange to see all the tombs there. But I love visiting the catacombs and hearing about the history there and how there were some early Christians who were buried in the catacombs. And I was particularly fascinated when the tour guide started to describe the different Christian imagery that was used. Because the Christians oftentimes, when they sealed up a tomb, would put like a marble marker there and put some image or some symbol over top of the tomb. And it was interesting for me to learn that in those early centuries of Christianity, they never represented any of the symbols that we're really used to. For example, the cross or the crucifix, you don't see it there. But you see a lot of other interesting Christian symbols. A fish, for example, or some bread to represent the Eucharist. And perhaps the most popular and famous symbol used in the catacombs in these early centuries was that of Christ the Good Shepherd. And you see it all over the place, covering tombs and on walls, sometimes in frescoes, this image of Jesus as a shepherd with a lamb around his shoulders. This Sunday, the first Sunday of Easter, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is called Good Shepherd Sunday. This is because of the gospel today where we reflect upon Christ who is our Good Shepherd. And on this Sunday, we consider the kind of leader, pastor, or shepherd Jesus is for us and ultimately give thanks for the blessings and life that he gives us. We heard in the Gospel of John then this evening that Jesus Christ is the Good Shepherd. This is an image I think that we are all used to. It's an image we reflect upon after Easter. Jesus notes, just as his time, similar to today, Although there were many good leaders, you know, good civil leaders, good religious leaders, some leaders weren't always so good. And Jesus notes that there were some leaders at his time who actually went and tried to take advantage of the people that they were leading. They tried to use the people for their own power or their own financial gain. And Jesus explains that these kind of leaders are like thieves and bandits. And Jesus contrasts himself with these kind of bad leaders by showing that he is the good shepherd. And later on in John's Gospel, we learn more about what Jesus means that he is the Good Shepherd. We learn ultimately that Jesus is a shepherd who not only serves his sheep, but lays down his life for his sheep. And this really is something so remarkable. When you think of that image of a shepherd, you can certainly imagine a shepherd who's very diligent, trying to take care of his flock. But the idea that a shepherd, a human shepherd, would lay down their life, sacrifice their life for their sheep, is something truly remarkable. And this really is what Jesus has done for us, that Jesus Christ is God. He's come to live among us. He's come to save us. He's come to give us life. But Jesus does this by the gift of his very life himself. Jesus came to serve us. He shows us true leadership is found in service. And ultimately, he gives his life for us so that we can have life, that we can have life in abundance. And ultimately, we give thanks to God for this gift and receive it with open arms, that Christ, our Good Shepherd, has come, laid down his life for us, is risen from the dead, and has come to give us life. This gift of Christ ultimately is a gift that we accept with open arms. It is also a gift that we need to do something to unwrap in our life. We all know that if you receive a gift, maybe it's a gift that's been wrapped, it's wonderful to look at, 
But in order to use that gift, you need to open it. You need to see what's there. You need to take it out of the box and use it. So too, with the salvation that Christ gives us, we receive it as a gift, but we need to do something to accept it, to actualize it in our life. And this is where the second image comes in in the gospel today. We heard in the gospel that Jesus is the good shepherd. We're kind of used to this image of Christ. But Jesus goes on to say that he is the gate. And this image of Jesus of the gate emphasizes our role and how we pursue the salvation Christ came to bring. Jesus is this gate that leads to salvation, that leads to new life. But we need to do something. We need to actually walk through this gate so that we can enjoy this newness of life that Christ brings. Ultimately, we walk through this gate, who is Christ, when we respond to our vocation, to our call. Good Shepherd Sunday is also called the Sunday of Prayer for Vocations. We're supposed to pray in a special way for vocations today. And vocation, of course, comes from that Latin word to call. And now in kind of former times in the church, we used to talk about vocation only or sometimes only talk about vocation with respect to priests or religious. You know, priests, religious brothers, religious sisters. These are the people that had vocations. Everybody else, not so much. But especially since the Second Vatican Council, the church has been emphasizing that this, of course, is not the case. Each and every one of the baptized, all of us here, have a vocation. In our baptism, we receive the vocation to be holy, to try to live like Jesus, to imitate Christ the Good Shepherd in our own life. We find this in the documents of the Vatican Council, especially in Gaudium et Spes. In our baptism, which we've all received, we receive this call to be holy, a call to be like Jesus. So ultimately, we recognize on this Good Shepherd Sunday that we need to walk through this gate who is Christ, to embrace this new life that Christ has given us by embracing our vocation. And of course, different vocations are lived kind of in different states. We talk about the vocation to priesthood, to marriage, to religious life, and to the single life. And in a particular way on this Good Shepherd Sunday, the church encourages us to pray for vocations to the priesthood. Of course, the priesthood is like every vocation, a precious vocation, just as marriage is a precious vocation, single life, consecrated life. These are all beautiful calls from God. Today, in a special way, the church wants us to pray for vocations to the priesthood because we remember that priests are called to live like Christ the Good Shepherd lived. One of the things I get to do is to teach at the seminary in mission, and it's always a wonderful uh, chance to go up there um, to the seminary. I remember when I talked to kids in um, elementary school, I'll ask them if they've heard about the seminary or have, know what a seminary is, and usually a hand will go up in the back and they'll say, yeah, seminary is where they bury dead people. But of course, we're used to the seminary there. Maybe some of you have been in mission. Uh, it's a beautiful location. And it's really a privilege to go and teach our seminarians who are there and to be with them to see their enthusiasm. And it reminds me of years ago, it's been quite a while now, when I entered the seminary and kind of the hopes and the dreams that I carried in my heart, the challenges that were there along the way. And of course, priesthood, like all vocations, as I mentioned, has many joys, many challenges as well. But to see these young seminarians pursuing their vocation for me is a great joy. But it's also an opportunity for us to pray for them in a special way this weekend. These seminarians 
that they may be true to whatever call God has put into their heart, and also maybe encourage people in our own life, young men that we know, that maybe they're thinking about being a priest, to kind of encourage them to think about maybe pursuing that vocation. God is calling many people into all vocations, of course, but God is calling some to be priests. So we want to pray in a special way this Sunday then for our seminarians and also for more vocations to the priesthood. Give thanks then this Sunday, this Good Shepherd Sunday, that we have such a wonderful shepherd in Jesus Christ, a caring, loving shepherd who lays down his life for us. We pray in a special way this Sunday that we may respond to Christ the Good Shepherd, that we may hear his voice and ultimately choose to follow Christ in whatever vocation Jesus has given us. And particularly as we receive communion today or during the time of communion, we can recommit ourselves to this vocation we all received in baptism, this vocation to be holy and to live just as Christ the Good Shepherd lives.